Welcome to Go All In Zone. This podcast is brought to you by Go All In TV. I'm your host, Nim Stand. If you are new to Go All In TV, or if you are a super fan of Go All In TV, check out GoAllIn.TV. Go All In TV provides the best life transformational stories that will help inspire and improve your personal growth from mind, body, soul, entrepreneurship, work productivity. Everything is unlocked for just 30 cents a day. Get access to our inspiring and educational program. Visit GoAllIn.TV. What is the three things that you should do every day to get rid of the negative self-talk in your head? So today I'm going to share with you the story from my good friend, William Trish, the leader of Northern Government Aerospace Logistics. He is an amazing, and the story is amazing. Well, let's do it. Welcome, William. How are you? I'm fine. Let me call you Bill. You call me Bill. So you win calling me, so why stop? I can say the Northrop Grumman Aerospace Leader uh, Logistics. See, mm-hmm. I can do that. I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm outstanding. Thank you so yeah. much for being my guest here uh, for Go All In TV. This is Welcome. I'm excited. This is my vision of meeting with a lot of achievers, a lot of successful people to bring the message to the world that I... I know that it's going to inspire a million people mm-hmm. here. Tell us a little bit about your story. Okay. How do you get here? Uh, I am uh, born in Louisiana. Uh, I was born out of a, uh, a bad uh, affair that happened. And I uh, was put up for adoption. Uh, went from foster home to foster home. Uh, kind of the throwaway kid. Uh, found my real father when I was uh, 13 after in and out and homeless and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but found my real father. Uh, moved in with him when I was 13. Uh, from there, uh, I tried to get my, my life together. Uh, I had an opportunity to go to one school full-time for my last four years of high school, which was great. Uh, and uh, went to school, graduated. I knew I didn't want to be in Louisiana anymore, so uh, my junior year of high school, I decided to join the military right out of, the high, right out of high school. Signed up for the Air Force. Uh, the Air Force, I think, saved my life. Uh, they took me out of there. Uh, they gave me food, clothes, a job. Man, I thought it was—I thought it was just paradise. People <laughs> were complaining about it. I loved it. Uh, joined it as an enlisted guy. Uh, went, learned how to be an aircraft mechanic on uh, several different aircraft. Learned how to build uh, missiles and bombs on on ordnance. Uh, also had an opportunity to meet my wife. Uh, have three daughters. Uh, also, the Air Force gave me an opportunity to go to college. Uh, I. Didn't think I would ever make it through childhood because I was very hungry at the time and uh, never thought I'd even have an opportunity to go to, to school, much less college. So after uh, several years in the Air Force, uh, one of my great mentors and supervisors uh, challenged me and said, Bill, you're, you're doing so good in the Air Force. Why don't you become a leader? Why don't you become an officer? Oh. And I said, well, that requires college. And he said, well, why is that stopping you? I said, because I, I don't think I'm smart enough. Mm. So uh, he, said, he said, I do. I said, okay, let me try. Uh, went, to, went to my first s- series of college classes uh, while in the military full-time. It, I was in Turkey, stationed in Turkey at the time. This is at the, in 1990, the beginning of Desert Storm. Mm. 
uh, went to the first four college classes and aced them. And I thought, man, this is kind of cool. You know, I, I did okay. And then just uh, kept going back to back. And my supervisor said, uh, my, he was a captain at the time. He said, now you, college is a habit to you. Mm. Don't stop going. Just mm. make that a habit. Right. Talk to your wife and kids and just let that be the habit. Mm. And I did. And, uh, you know, Desert Storm kicked off. Uh, we had Desert Storm War in 91. Rockets came into the base we were at. I had to send my family home, put a little stop in college because we had to fight a little war. Um, then when my wife and kids came back, we went back to uh, and back to the States, to Arizona here, and finished my college. Uh, got an associate's degree in aircraft armament systems. Went on to a bachelor's degree with a double major in a, uh, aeros uh, professional aeronautics and aviation safety. And then went on to my master's degree, got my uh, an MBA, and then got another master's degree in global logistics, mm. and then I got a third master's degree mm. in uh, in wow. international affairs, uh, all through the military. So mm. paid it. at the same time, my wife wanted to be a nurse. Right. Uh, while I was going to school to get my undergraduate, I was working uh, three different jobs right. while in the military it was one job, and then two other uh, part-time jobs while going to college. To have enough money to put my wife through nursing school. She's a nurse. She's a an RN, BSRN, and uh, we did that together while having three little girls, uh, which we thank our lucky stars. The girls are so good for us that they were just wonderful ladies, and uh, e even better adults. But uh, they remember all all that by example. So it was a uh, it was great uh, when I got through my first master's degree. I applied for officer training school got picked up. Uh, I applied for all services. I didn't think I would get into the Air Force officer side, so mm -hmm. I applied for the Navy, Air Force, and Army, and got picked up by all of them. Mm -hmm. So then I had to make a decision. Right. So I stayed with the Air Force because I, I, I really felt I owed the Air Force back right. in our nation, our great nation, mm -hmm. our taxpayers that pay, pay all that, right? right? All those great benefits that we get. I used every one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then became an officer, and then uh, led several commands, deployed a dozen more times to many different locations. Every war we had in the last 20, 25 years, I was there, um, commanded several squadrons, commanded international squadrons, several, uh, a couple NATO squadrons. Uh, went, went into the AOR, the Air of Responsibility, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Pakistan, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, mm. all the fun places. Uh, <laughs> A couple dozen countries in Africa. We were doing a lot of business in Africa, so been to about 30 of the countries, of the mm -hmm. 51 countries in, in Africa. Uh, so been, been around, right. was busy. Uh, retired after 29 years. Uh, we just, we were done, you know. My wife came back. My daughter started having grandbabies. So that pulled us back to the States. Uh, we ended up spending 15 years, about 15 years total with my deployment time overseas between 13 and 14. And then uh, the rest of the time back at stateside, when my daughter started having babies, we came back. I retired out, came back here to the states, and then uh, orbital AT, orbital sciences, orbital ATK, which is now North of Grumman, uh, they build launch vehicles. Uh, they came and recruited me. They found I was getting out and wanted needed some help, right. getting some stuff done. So mm -hmm. they came and uh, I took a couple months off of the from the military, and then picked back up and right. came right on and took another group of uh, 100 and 
started started doing great things again with great people and and uh now uh promoting right through right through north of Drum and you know listen to you it's just like oh yeah step by step and you you achieve a lot mm -hmm. but knowing your story before this is not a luck do the people back home where you grew up say that oh bill just got lucky did they say that uh yeah they they, they have no clue on the amount right. of work it took uh they thought i was wasting my time by going to college mm. they uh they they supported me being in the military. They really you know supported somebody being in the military, uh, but I wasn't really close with a lot of them because uh, I had grown up not knowing my family mm -hmm. a lot, mm -hmm. and then uh, the ones I knew I weren't clo I wasn't close to, because like I, I've told you before, you know, as a young boy, adults weren't weren't very nice right. to me. They're not safe. They're not safe. They weren't safe at all. Yeah. All the way until I became an adult. Right. 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 And uh, and I overcame all, and I've been homeless. I've been hungry, I've been abused, and nothing kept me down. I man, I can get through all that. If I can get through that, this ain't nothing. <laughs> so school ain't nothing, right? So, so you you thought before that you were not smart enough, mm -hmm. right, to get to college, to get to all the degrees that you mm -hmm. you do. How can you overcome that? How can you how can you stop? I, you know what's in your I head. I thought I wasn't smart enough. But what I knew I was good enough at was I knew I had, I had a strong back and I knew I had a strong drive. Uh. Uh, nothing could shake me from that mm -hmm. because I'd been to the bottom. I knew right. what the bottom was and I knew I could survive. So that didn't scare me. Failure didn't scare me. It still doesn't scare me because I've been at the very, very bottom, as low as you can go. And I've recovered and I got over it. So that doesn't doesn't frighten me at all. Once again, what do you think you do different? Because a lot of people who were at the bottom and, and still at the bottom, right? Because maybe they don't want to get out or maybe they don't know how to get out. Mm -hmm. What do you think you do different? Uh, I think surround yourself with a good network, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in a bad environment, you're going to become your environment. But first, uh, you've got to have the desire to, to, to desire. not be there, right? Well, to not end up there, too, The desire right? and the awareness, right? Because right. a lot of people don't don't know what success look like, looks right. like, right? Right. They think success is uh, to have a lot of money. having a beer tonight. <laughs> having a beer tonight is success. Right. If you're an alcoholic. Okay. Right? And that's another, just a whole other horror. Sure. Uh, so success to an alcoholic is having a beer tonight. Or if you're a recovering alcoholic, success is not having a beer. Right. So there's different so different levels of achievement, right? Right. With right. the same person, mm -hmm. right? Depends on what your what your focus and your goal is. So mine was I had to make my goals grandiose, but take it at little chunks, right? So I said uh, I'm not smart enough to go to college, nor do I did I have the you know the born with a silver spoon. Uh, so I I knew I I knew I could. Strong, I was strong. I could work hard, so I did that really hard in the military, and it got recognized because in in the military you're rewarded for good performance, right? Mm -hmm. That I could do, that I could do. I could I could work hard. I, I I may not have been the smartest in the room, but I was the, the hardest working in the room, mm -hmm. and I could hands down. So I I knew that, and that got that hard work started getting recognized and rewarded with other stuff, opportunity to go to school opportunity for promotion, which brought money, which brought more opportunity. So each little incremental 
growth that you got built on more, right? Right. Just like training for uh, an athlete, training for something. Uh, You don't come into a yoga studio and you can do all the poses right off and you're great. Sure. It's every day you make a little bit more progress, a Mm -hmm. little bit more progress. Uh, In volleyball, you don't, you don't, you can't jump and dunk the net and uh, you're you're cool and set up for everybody. Every day you get a little bit, a little bit stronger, a little bit better, a little bit faster. So it's uh, kind of the same. I think, uh, I think success builds on success, mm-hmm. right? But also you got to have the mindset. You got to right. be mindful of where you're at mm-hmm. and, and be aware of where you're at. So to, to answer your question is what was different was you got to be aware of what, what success looks like to you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because uh, my success uh, to a millionaire is minuscule, right? Right. Hey, I'm a, I'm a billionaire. What's, right. You're talking about hundreds of thousands? That's nothing. Uh, but to a poor person, a hundred bucks is a lot of money. Sure, so sure. it depends on what perspective we're at to define success. Mm-hmm. I also know some very, very not so well off people that are the happiest in the world. Sure. Uh, they go fishing, they have their boat, they have their truck, yeah. and they're the happiest people I've ever met. Right. And I admire them for that. Right. Sure. Very, so, very true. so very again, true. success define is what we, success. exactly, you have to define it inside your mind mm-hmm. and what your goals are. Right. And not just for you, yourself, but also I try to be a, a derivative, right? I try mm-hmm. to pu- push my successes off into my, my offspring, my, my uh, children, to make sure that they can goal set and achieve and do mm-hmm. great things uh, with, with no barriers. And then, or whatever barriers they are, they know they can overcome them. Right. Especially having three daughters, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want them to think um, through sexism or through any any of these weird discriminations that we have for some unknown reason. Right. Uh, that it could it would stop them for any reason. Right, right. So. So, so I'm pretty sure that you know, like from the bottom to where you at now, you you have to to fight a lot and to have to like put a lot of vitamin, right? The the, the positive mm-hmm. thoughts in your head. Um, what is the three thing or three words that you always like say to yourself or do do every day? What is your ritual? So I have a you know I'm, I'm big in acronyms, right? We're uh-huh. in the military and uh, my aerospace world, we have acronyms for everything. So I use the MAD MAD. Okay. You gotta get mad about it, right? Gotta get mad about it. Mad. The M is being mindful, right? Okay. First M is mindful having the mindfulness and the awareness to appreciate where you're at right now mm. and appreciate the potential of what can be. Right. So be mindful, live the moment, enjoy the moment, enjoy the journey, enjoy the people around you, enjoy the environment. If it's not enjoyable, change it. Mm. And you have the decision making to change that, right? right? But also, as you're going through that journey, don't rush it. Yeah. A lot of this takes time. Sit back, enjoy the ride. Right. Be aware, make sure you have the, the family or your friends or your loved ones to appreciate it with. So part of being mad, first one's mindful, okay. right? Second one is A, right? The A, yeah. attitude. Right. And you know, I've talked about attitude before. Mm-hmm. Uh, attitude is uh, something that you can control, right? right? Uh, you can't control what other people do. You can't control pay raises. You can't control... Uh, COVID-19, you can't control any of these things. But what you can control is your attitude and the way you handle these things. That's totally your control. Right. So have the mindfulness to control your attitude mm-hmm. to be able to 
build your own character by how you act in situations, right? Right. Bad things happen, bad people happen, but you control your attitude and how you handle that. Love that it. builds a character that mm -hmm. people associate you with. Right. And go, ooh, don't tell Nim anything crazy because she gets mad and she gets, <laughs> she's mean, you know? Mm -hmm. So that keeps the negative thoughts out of my head. So having the attitude and decide, decide that I'm going to take what, for what it is. I'm going to do a course of action. I'm going to get some decisions and then, and then to have the attitude that I'm going to, I'm going to get through this and right. I'm going to be the, uh, you and I talked about being a thermometer or a thermostat, right? Yes. So instead of uh, measuring the temperature in a room, I want to control the temperature in a room. So I want to be the thermostat. Right. And you do that with a positive attitude, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the third, the third and final one is the D, being mad about being mad about having negative thoughts. The D is decide and act, hmm. right? So you have the mindfulness of of being aware of the right. journey. You, you have, can, the positive you have that positive attitude. You decide, and then decide and act, right? Mm -hmm. So these decisions which is your actions, sure. right? Uh, and you can go negative or you can go positive. Again, it's completely up to you, up to you yeah. right? Uh, I, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my colleagues are, share my personality, they're, they're, they're happy, but not all of them do, mm -hmm. right? Some get up and they are, uh, as soon as they get out of bed, they're, they're in a bad space. Yep. And they, they put their feet on the floor and already they're, they're wrong. angry, right? right? And they're thinking about the challenges and how am I, it's just overwhelming. And they decide then with negative thoughts in their head that they're going to have a poor attitude. And they're going to go out and they're going to think about this. And they don't have the mindfulness of all the positive things they're sitting in that's leading up to this thing that's giving them pressure, sure. right? Sure. So I don't let one bleed to the other. Okay. So whatever you're in and whatever you're doing, enjoy it. Have the mindfulness to enjoy it. Have it. the positive attitude and then decide and act, right? Mm -hmm. Control your, your actions and act on it. Right. And that keeps the negative thoughts out of your head. There's enough negative, negativity going around. We don't need to multiply it. We can stop it. You know, it's not, it's not easy to say. Oh, sorry. It's not easy to do. It's mm -hmm. easy to say. But I know that it's very doable. Everything needs practice, mm -hmm. right? We all need to just decide mm -hmm. if you're going to do it. Right. Yeah. So thank get, you so get much. Get mad about it, right? Yeah. Get mad about mindful it. attitude so decide. I'll go home and tell my husband I'm gonna get mad about get it. Get mad about it. <laughs> you should, right? Because that negative energy—it's it's so much more energy out of you right. to be negative right. than it is to be positive. Right. No, my goodness. Why? Why do you want to take all, drain yourself of all that energy? Mm. I know I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for for. You know, all the, the knowledge and the, you know, the mindfulness thing that you, you share with us, um, I know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to help a lot of people. Seriously, like stop, you know, get mad in a different way, mm -hmm. right? But focus on mindfulness, attitude, and this decision, right? Yep. Decision. Yep. Make, the, exactly make right. the right decision. Do it. Yep. Just do it. Thank you so much, Bill. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't rate and leave us a review for this podcast, definitely do that. Let us know your name so we can shout you out and maybe feature you in one of these weekly comments for the audience community. If you didn't know, we actually give out two tickets to watch Go All In TV for free for the whole year. 
um, if you just rate and review this podcast. We are in the early episode still, and we are super excited to have you in this journey with us. So, if you go to goallin.tv, you can get details about how to go through this simple step to just rate and review the podcast, and then you'll be able to enter to win two tickets to watch and be part of Go All In TV community for one year for just free. And if you listen and watch from YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We would love to connect with you and leave us some comments below. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will see you in the next one.